Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with writer, podcast host, and the one-woman bomb squad, Angie Colee. Her nickname is quite possibly her favorite nickname of all time. She is that one person sent into client or team situations that are tense and threatening to blow up. Because if anyone can defuse it, Angie can. Angie believes that people, not profits or processes, are the most important part of any business. She helps creative service providers, company leaders, and founders become the leaders their business needs to grow and thrive. Her unique style of leadership skills and communication strategy helps people grow. She's got great stories, a great insight. Enjoy this interview. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. I'm excited. Absolutely. Where are you coming out of? I am in Huntsville, Texas, where it is so hot, and I thought I might be able to get away for a little while longer without the air conditioning, but... (laughs) Yeah, it's... Well, I'm in Kansas City. We're doing the same thing. We're going to hit 102, I think, today, so it's it's crazy. So the one-woman bomb squad is your moniker, correct? Yeah, I was named that by a friend of mine. Uh, I've worked with him and his business for a number of years. And whenever things would get tricky with one of the team members or with one of our clients, I was kind of the person that he went, you go handle this. I know that you will make it turn out really well. And he was on calls where afterwards, you know, we would resolve things in a satisfactory way, win-win for everybody, right? And he'd be like, you... I don't know what kind of magic you got. I don't know how you keep doing this, but it's crazy. So he dubbed me that. I love it. So let's get to the essence of what you do for a living. Tell me, um, before we get there, how did you survive COVID? How did you get through the last three years and how has it changed the way that you do things now? Oh, COVID threw a monkey in the wrench in the biggest possible way. So when it first uh, started shutting down, I was living in South Houston with my then partner. He had a, he was on a defense contract and I was working in house, uh, with a big internet marketer. So we both had safe jobs and we were fine. Um, I started getting a little bit stir crazy because like a lot of online businesses, the one that I was working for blew up that year and we were busier than ever. And I realized that I needed to change industries. So I started making plans. It took me about six months to make the plans. And around October, when I turned in notice, Six days later, my boyfriend gave me notice and was like, I don't love you the way that you love me and I'm leaving. And then he started moving into a new house the next day. So from there, I was like, do I go back to the job and like reevaluate all these plans? No, I decided to do everything the hardest way possible. I became a digital nomad. I gave away almost all my stuff. I entered a new line of business, started a podcast, started working on my book. And it's been a crazy adventure the last few years. So... If if we if we were to get to the essence of what you do for a living, if you were in front of a bunch of third graders and one of the kids asked you, what do you do for a living? How would you answer them? I help people get better at peopling. Okay. Especially if they don't like talking to people or it wigs them out to be around people. But yeah, get better at peopling. What did you want to be in the third grade? Oh, I was one of those kids that it changed every day, depending on whatever book I was reading. So astronaut, wizard, lawyer, whatever. Uh, I've never really had a clear vision of what I wanted to be. And that always felt wrong until the last few years. And now it feels like all of that was steering me toward this whole leadership and communications mission that I'm on. So who's been kind of a hero for you in your life? Hmm. That's like, that's a really good question. There's a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, if that makes sense. 
My mom is my hero in entrepreneurship because she just kept trying things and never giving up even when things didn't work. Uh, My dad is my hero for kind of keeping an even keel and giving me that foundation for like how to be better at talking to people. Um, My mentor is the one that gave me the whole permission to kick ass concepts because he really called me to the carpet and said, I feel like you're holding back and waiting for someone to give you permission and you don't actually need it. You can go help people exactly where you are right now. And I was like, I hate you. (laughs) So let me ask you this. If you can meet anybody on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Man, you keep throwing the good zingers. (laughs) It would, it would probably be, it's, it's so closely tied that I can hardly tell the difference. It would be Dolly Parton or it would be Lizzo. Okay. Because those are my models for like self-empowerment, self-acceptance, kindness, collaboration, artistry, doing your own thing. Like I love both of those. And they have a lot of motivation and gas in their tank in their lives. What is that for you? What is your motivation, your spark every day to do what you do? I want more people out there to have faith in themselves and to try something to see what happens, even if it means that they fail. I want a whole generation of people to believe that they have something special to offer the world and to not buy into the narrative that there's nothing special about you. Just be a cog in the machine. Like I, I think we all have something to offer the world. And I would like to see more people betting on themselves and doing that. What's been the best success story you've been involved with as a professional? Oh, you're making me think on my feet today. <laughs> That's what we do. Mm-hmm. There was a, a woman that I coached as part of a, a program that I was co- a contract coach for. And she was a busy executive that was working basically the jobs of four different people in her title. And she wanted to quit and start a freelance business, but she was terrified that she didn't have what it takes to make it. And I was like, you'll be basically taking your jobs down to like two from the four that you've got. So I, I think you can make it. Um, and a long story short, she wound up quitting and landing a $15,000 contract after that. And then she hasn't looked back since and has created a thriving freelance business for herself. I mean, that's glossing over a lot of the hard work and the mindset stuff that we did, but that was really cool. What are you the proudest of that you've done in your life? Oh, right now it's writing this damn book that I've been working on for five years. We're finally in the, the, the final stages. I've got like the mock-up happening. I've got my beta readers and my blurb writers in action. So it's the finish line is in sight and I'm excited to get this book out into the world. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into a 20 year old version of yourself and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life. What would you tell that young version? Believe in yourself, trust your own intuition and don't be afraid to fail. Failure is just the best teacher that you could possibly have. Um, Yeah, I think I spent too much of my life afraid of being humiliated or afraid of being wrong and just realizing if I had been wrong sooner and willing to be wrong sooner, I would be so much further. But everything happens in its timing, too. So, yeah. So as a writer, as someone putting together a book, what was the first book that captivated you that you loved? Oh, I've been reading since I was three. I taught myself to read when I was three. So, um, wow. I think. The Giver is probably the first one. I'm kind of into dystopian novels a little bit, but that one I think I read in like sixth grade or something. 
And just the idea that you could create this perfect society if you take away all the highs and lows and then just give it to one person to keep for society so everybody else could stay on an even keel. It was it was pretty powerful. So if you could witness any event in human history that took place firsthand, what would you love to have seen firsthand? Oh, uh, um, Queen on stage at the, um, I can't, now the name of that concert is Live Aid. Live Aid. Yeah. It's like, why is Live Aid escaping me? But I can see Freddie Mercury in my head up there. So I would love to see that. You know, I got married in 2019. It was on July 13th. And I didn't realize until after that, I was looking to see what happened that day. That mm-hmm. happened. That was July 13th. Yes. <laughs> How about that? Look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um, ooh, that's interesting. I know that a lot from the outside, a lot of people perceive me to be this brave, no holds barred, always knows what she wants, always does what she wants person. I see the reality of myself, which is a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, and someone who is doing her best to build tools to cope with those or move around those rather than be controlled by them. So, I mean, all I really want to be seen is at the end of my life, I don't want to be the reason anybody ever gave up on themselves. I want to be the one that showed up at the right time for the right person and convinced them to keep going. Well said. So if anyone wants to learn about the book that you're putting out, anything related to your world right now, where can they go? They can go sign up for emails at permission to kickass.com and follow me on social media channels. I'll be happy to send you some links. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Uh, We'll be soon. And I have a podcast by the same name, permission to kick ass, which is available on all major streamers. Yeah. We should all have permission to kick ass, right? Absolutely. Everyone (laughs) all around the world, permission to kick ass. From the one woman palm squad. I love it. (laughs) That's the best nickname ever. Yes, it is. It certainly is. Angie, this has been great. Thank you for opening up. Thank you for your story. Best of luck with the book and everything else. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music